0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Keeping Her Keys podcast. I'm Cindy Brannan, author and teacher. In this episode, I am going to be talking about rituals, going into the different parts of rituals, um, and offering some tips and suggestions for having a deeper awakening you know, going, getting more magic, more medicine, and delving deeper into the mysteries of the goddess um, and our ancestors and spirits. All that lies within our deeper cells that we connect to. I have written many different rituals. Uh, my book, Keeping Her Keys, an introduction to Hecate's modern witchcraft. There are several rituals and rituals really are at the core of my teaching which is all about reclaiming the goddess um, as Hecate, as the anima mundi, as the primal force that is love and medicine and all things that dwells deep within us which we awaken through our rituals. If you are interested in my rituals, you can uh, purchase my books, Keeping Your Keys or True Magic. You can um, also pre-order now my new book that's coming out in November of 2020, Entering Hecate's Garden, The Magic, Medicine and Mystery of Plant Spirit Witchcraft. And when I was developing that book, so that book for me is very, very special. It's a dream come true. I love being able to really delve into magic, medicine, and mystery through Pharmacaea, which is uh, working with plant spirits. And when I was developing the structure for that book, I wanted to structure the book so it was a ritual itself so that the reader's experience of reading the book was that it took them on a journey through all the sections and components of any ritual. So I'm going to organize um, this podcast along those 13 stages that that book is divided into because they are the 13 stages of any ritual that we do. And if you do spells as well, that's also the 13 parts of any spell. And if you're already a member of the Keeping Her Keys Coven, um, you'll know that we follow a ritual cycle in the coven, that our ritual cycle is based around what's known as The Rituals of the Sacred Cave, those are three rituals that we begin um, in autumn, carry through winter, and then um, we do one at Beltane uh, around May the 1st, so we do the three. So those are our three foundational rituals, and we go on a journey from release to retrieving pieces of our soul to rebirth. And then in the summer, we also do, each summer, we do what's known as the Nissa ceremony, which is um, the coven ritual for commitment as a member of the coven and as self-initiation um, as a spiritual witch, as someone who walks in the magic, medicine, and mystery of the goddess. I'm recording this podcast as um, preparation for the Nissa ceremony, and uh, we're doing that on what is the Black Moon coming up in July of this year, July twentieth, and I'm really excited and looking forward to it. And thought this was an ideal moment. Both astrologically because there is so much going on this year in 2020 it is so important for us to disconnect from everything that's trying to just get us into that distracted state where we lose touch with our soul we forget that we are sacred um, and that's I've done a recent episode on altars and uh, I've been putting out some new meditations as well Because, you know, the world will be what the world will be um, and we have to deal with it and as knowers of what is the depths of the truth of who we are and where real medicine and magic and mystery is found by going deeper into ourselves, into trance and walking in the world of spirit and occupying the spaces between that this strengthens and gives us resilience and raises our vibration and heals us so that we can be strong and triumphant and victorious and lean into these times rather than be crushed by them. So now more than ever, our sacred practices are so, so very important. Within keeping her keys, sacred rites, which consist of journeys, spiritual journeys, meditations, rituals, and ceremonies, are known as Anamara, with the singular being Anamara. Anamara is the practice of what opens the soul and connects to the soul of the universe, which is within keeping your keys. We acknowledge this as the goddess Hecate, although of course this force is known by many names. So now let's talk about the 13 parts of any animara. Um, and my goal, my hope, um, my intention, the magic and the medicine I'm speaking with today, and by by going over these 13 um, stages, is to really give you um, a deeper knowledge of what ritual is. So we begin with number one, which is known as the prologue. The prologue is the truth. The truth is that which exists no matter where our attention is, no matter how distracted we get, No matter how we forget that we are sacred, how we get caught in chains that bind us, the truth always exists within us. The truth always exists within the world. No matter how difficult a situation, you will always feel this truth within you. It's beyond intuition or insight. It is simply the truth. It is that spark, that very, very, sometimes tiny, sometimes bright spark that will always exist no matter what. And the prologue, the truth, is always going to be there. I want you to sit with that one just for a second. The truth. And you can ask yourself what you know to be true. And when it comes to uh, doing a ritual, there is a truth that compels us to do a certain ritual. Whether we're creating our own or we're doing one, doing, you know, for participating in the rites of the sacred cave, there is a truth within your soul that says, do this. And honor that truth because that is the very first stage of any ritual, the prologue, the truth. After this, the second stage is what's known in Keeping Your Keys as the nissa. Nyssa is an ancient term that means goddess of thresholds, goddess of beginnings, goddess of milestones, the tipping point. The wayfinder, the nissa. So the nissa means the beginner. So the beginner, as you begin to plan any ritual, there is a call. You know the truth. And sometimes we can know the truth, but there is no call to do something about the truth. We know, for example, we have this compulsion that this ritual is the medicine we need, yet there is no call. Or we resist the call. So sit with the sit with that spirit that comes to you, that awakens within you, that calls you to do a ritual and just honor that call. And this is where so often we get into shadow work because the call comes from the soul, right? The call, the truth is there. The prologue is there. The nissa comes The shadow says, no, I don't want you to choose love. I want you to choose fear and feed me. And we see this in society now. And we need more than ever to be the love, to be the agape, to be, you know, that strong, wise force that is structured and organized and uh, shines and illuminates in the darkness that we're in. So answer the and go forward and as you answer the nissa she comes to you with a regio the source in her hands not she carries that flame of the truth and around the truth is the source whether this is for you the goddess if it is an ancestor an angel whoever this source is for you, however you understand this foundational source and how it relates to the ritual that you're creating. Um, You know, you might be doing a spontaneous ritual and just going with the flow of these stages, which is so, so beautiful. Or you might be following like a prepared ritual. Look at the source of that ritual. Is it a ritual of Hecate? Is it a ritual of Persephone? Is it an elemental ritual? Is it a planetary ritual? Well, what is the source? What is your regio of that ritual? And as you contemplate the ritual, you know, lean into the energy of the source. The next stage, the fourth one, is what's known as Preparatio, the foundation. When we are planning to do a ritual, even if it is one of those spontaneous, it's a full moon and I really feel called, you know, I've got the call of the nissa, and I need to do this because I have this truth within me that needs to be healed, that needs to be explored. Um, You know, there is some preparations and that's your foundation. What is your foundation? What is your altar? Um, what tools will you be working with how will you cleanse your body how will you cleanse your mind how will you prepare the space beyond your ritual where you'll do uh, sorry beyond your altar where you'll do your ritual what else do you need to prepare what else are your foundations what will you wear for example Uh, what are the astrological considerations What aspects of the goddess, how will you work with the elements? Those are the aspects of your foundation, and that is preparatio. Now the next stage is ratio, the system. All rituals have a system. They begin at the beginning and end at the end. Rituals typically begin with an evocation or a summoning of spirits then there is a time that you dwell with the spirits and then you separate from the spirits what is the system that you're using if it is a botanical ritual where you're using plant spirits you know what elements and planets and signs are those plants governed with What are the properties of the crystals you'll be using what colors the candles will you choose what systems these are all systems that you are using because they have structure and they have properties and energy so what is your system in that ritual the next stage is the practica the process and this, and you, you're starting to see how these are stages of that you go through as you get ready for a ritual, as you learn about a ritual, and then within any ritual, you go through this, you know, you stand at your altar, and you, you know, you bear witness to the truth, you answer the call, you connect to source, you have your foundation that you draw from, you're using a system, and then you are going into a process. And that is what practica is it's that process. How do we evoke the energies? How do we sit with the presence of the goddess? What is the practica? What is our process? The seventh stage is an element that is felt in all rituals, and that is the hero's peer. The hero's peer is the sacred fire. Whether we light candles or have our LED lights, burn incense, whatever aspect of fire that we use in a ritual, that represents the getting us back again to source. That flame nourishes, protects, keeps us safe, strengthens us and burns away what no longer serves. And that fire can be entirely the fire of our soul and the fire that is the fire that fuels the world, you know, that fiery energy that is the anima mundi that's in all things. The next step to consider um, both as you prepare to do a ritual and as you stand in front of your altar doing the ritual, is Gnosis the knowledge? You have arrived here at this stage because you have knowledge, and knowledge, of course, is very different than truth. Knowledge is you've studied the ritual, you, you've learned about that goddess, you've learned about those crystals, you've learned about how to contact your ancestors, for example, you've gone through a Gnosis procedure. And as you stand in front of your altar, be proud of yourself. Be strengthened by your gnosis. It is so powerful. And gnosis, of course, blends with the truth, the prologue, to result in our wisdom. We'll get to wisdom later on. So as we stand here, as we prepare, as we're at the altar, and we're standing in our knowledge, then it comes time for the magic, which is the next step. Magic Gea, the spell, the petition, the prayer, the words spoken, the actions done. Magic, it is the magic of the ritual. And all magic has three components. So the component that we begin with always is banishment, which is also purification, cleansing, removal, release. And you can see with the rituals of the sacred cave, that's why we do the releasing part first. It's because we need to release what no longer serves, what blocks and binds us. So how is this releasing built into your ritual? The next stage of all magic is the Hirospir itself, the protection by fire or other methods um, to ensure that you and your sacred space and your altar are really in a magic circle an energetic container that is protected and nourishing where all of your spirits and the goddess can freely enter in to your space and all harmful energies are not able to, and that is protection. So we go through the release, the banishment, and then we go through the protection, the creating of the space, which in keeping her keys we do with the hero's pier, we do by casting a fire around ourselves. The final stage of any ritual, any magic, is the blessing. So the blessing is Whatever you are speaking onto the goddess, whatever you are petitioning her for, whatever you are summoning from the elements, whatever you are drawing down from the planets or bringing into you from your crystals, that is the blessing. So those are the three parts of magic. And here's where we move on to really what's occurring once you release the magic within your ritual. And this is the tenth stage, which is known as Sibyllica, named after the ancient Sibyls, who were the prophetess priestesses in the temples, uh, daughters of Hecate, that spoke the truth, and they were the prophets. So, this is about the prophecy. So within any ritual, you'll experience after you do the magic part, after you speak your words, you'll enter into this space that is flow, where your sense of self shuts down and you're just pure soul. You know, you really are of the truth in this place, like you are the hero's pure and you're deeply awakened and connected through your soul into the deeper world, the goddess, Whomever um, is involved in your ritual. And that is where these prophecies come through. You see images, um, you hear messages, you have feelings, you know, you have sensations in your body, your vibration changes. That is the prophecy, how the medicine is delivered by the visions that we receive, which are really our medicine about how we go forward, you know, from here, we have spoken the words, we have done the ritual, and now we stand in this space before our altars, um, in our special space, and we just allow our power as uh, a sibyl, our power as the prophetess, the prophet, the psychic, to really just be in that space where that medicine, those visions come through. And as we go into this space where we receive our visions and really dial in to our guides and our goddesses, plant spirits and such, we enter into Aegea, the sacred, and the sacred is that blissful state where our monkey mind chatter is just completely shut down and we go deeper into that awakening of our soul. And as we experience the Aegea, we move into the Sophia, the wisdom. Our visions bring us medicine that makes us wise, that heals our minds, and soothes our body, and restores our energy. And at this point in the ritual, as we're just about done, the Sophia starts to come. The wisdom starts to be bestowed upon us. And that is, you know, when we come out of ritual, the Sophia is like our processing, our dreams afterwards that we have, the experiences, the signs. It's all about how we interpret and seek guidance and advice if we need to look to our cards and such, to our teachers, to help us go deeper into the Sophia of a ritual. All rituals end with Sophia. And then there is the 13th component, which is the mystery. The mystery is what will never fully be understood by us. How this all works, where this all leads, that component that is truly the experience of the spirit world and of the goddess will always be initio, the mystery. Initio means initiation. Each ritual leads to an initiation a deeper awakening and as we awaken more we go deeper into this understanding that the mystery the essence going back looping back to the beginning because this is a circle is the truth and there will always be that which that is beyond us and that we're always growing and understanding the mysteries more, understanding the mysteries of the spirit world, understanding the mysteries of our crystals and our plants, our tools, our goddess. Each ritual ends with an initiation, taking us deeper into the the mysteries and the wisdom that there is not a totality in what we know, that each ritual is a step, each ritual is a step up, each ritual is a step down into the womb, each ritual is a step up to the starry road, taking us further along our journey, and we are not yet there. It is the beautiful mystery that is the truth that leads back to the very first stage And our lives are our ritual. You know, you can see how this system of these 13 steps reflects our lives, our journey. Each stage is part of our journey. And it is so true that our lives are our ritual. They are our most sacred acts. And they are um, of the goddess. And each ritual we do is a lesson, a master course in becoming more us, becoming more true to who we are. Thank you so much for listening to this. Um, If you are interested in my work, please um, connect with me on the website. I'd love to have you join the coven, the first month is always free. To everyone listening who is already in the coven, I'm so looking forward to doing the Nissa Ceremony. If you're listening to it before we do our annual one, or if you're listening at another time, we always have rituals in the coven. We do a ritual every six weeks, um, except in the month of August, we take a little break and uh, do something different. So. We have rituals, workshops, and so much more. If you're new to the coven, make sure you check out the Anamara course that is included with your monthly subscription. May you be well blessed by the sharing of this podcast all about the parts of rituals.